Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever or whenever you're watching us. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford. Joining me today is our single-entry assassin, now that he's done, finished putting all his rookie futures on Dyson Mayo, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, bud? Oh, shipped everything because of Dyson. I didn't even play Dyson Mayo. I just was looking for a random player on the Coyotes to break up the Koskine and shut out. Yeah, for anybody that missed uh, in our Discord last night, uh, Josh was looking for a random coyote, like he said, to break uh, the the shutout for Edmonton, and he like obviously needed a random to do it so that somebody with Arizona wouldn't pass him in the leaderboard. He said could use a Dyson Mayo goal or something like that, and sure enough, this guy Dyson Mayo goes out and scores for Arizona. Breaks the shutout, pushes Josh into the cash. Sometimes, man, things like that just work out for you, and you just count your, you just thank your blessings, and you move along, right? You throw enough spaghetti at the wall, eventually, some of it's gonna stick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for for uh, every five Alex Wenbergs, there is a Dyson Mayo every once in a while. Uh, so yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't particularly have a great night last night. I got back about sixty percent of my entries that third period from Edmonton just oh. killed me I think that killed a lot of people too uh obviously not if you had Edmonton you were banking on them but that third period uh lots of points from the top six and that really uh pushed me down the leaderboard so not a great night for me uh we should talk about last night a little bit Carolina um there was a lot of chatter about them yesterday one because of their price and two because of the matchup, because they're going into Montreal, you know, Kakaniemi returns. Montreal's been playing bad all season. Carolina just mopped the floor with them. Like, I didn't watch a lot of that game, but uh, it didn't look like Montreal was really in control of any of the parts I saw. And, Carol, you know, they moved Teravainen back up with Aho. Like, Aho had been playing with, you know, Natchez and Kakaniemi had looked great. Now that Teravainen's back there, uh, that line looks a little bit different now. Oh yeah, Montreal has been horrific this this season, both on both ends of the ice. I, who was saying? I saw something like, I mean, let's be honest. Like this, they were one of the worst teams to ever make the Stanley Cup Finals, just because the Canadian division last year was pretty bad. The Leafs are frauds. They got through the Leafs. I see. I'm gonna get messages on on Twitter for that. But like, listen, they, they lost Weber. His career is probably over. I, the, the GM said, don't expect him back anytime soon. I mean, yeah. Shea Weber is not the player he used to be. That's still a big loss. They lost a couple guys offensively, you know, Carolina just ran him over. Carolina is a good deep team. They made some questionable offseason moves, but that team is loaded in the top six. 
Yeah, and I really like the move of putting, like I said, Tara Vinen back. Like him and Aho just have so much chemistry together. Uh, we'll see how they can mix in uh, with Kotkaniemi. Uh, obviously, Edmonton uh, went out and did the thing last night. They had a really good game. Winnipeg, that was kind. Of, it was kind of a mess last night because we were expecting Shifley to possibly play. Shifley and Wheeler both, uh, both not in. Uh, but we got that news early enough where we could make some line changes. Uh, Winnipeg won 5-1. Pierre-Luc Dubois is the guy I really want to talk about. He had a real tough year last year uh, going from Columbus to Winnipeg. But we got to remember, man, like that trade happened during the season, right? Like it was the end of January or something like that. Like imagine up, up, the upheaval it would take to leave Ohio in America and move to Canada during the middle of a pandemic when the border restrictions were still super tight. You know, and up here in Canada, we had, you know, much tighter restrictions for just for your daily life. So, you know, a new guy, new team, new city, new country, uh, you know, during the middle of the pandemic, I think, you know, maybe we were a little too quick to write off uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. What do you see out of out of him and, and Winnipeg so far this year? Yeah, I mean, he got traded. He had, he had to isolate for two weeks. So, like, you can't leave the house, your hotel room, whatever it is. Like, you can't really train that way. So, you know, maybe he was behind the eight ball there. I mean, I, I, I was a big fan of him on Columbus, you know, Torts kind of destroyed, kept setting him down the lineups, but Torts, you know, expects certain things defensively out of his players that maybe he wasn't giving, but listen, he's a good offensive player. Um, hopefully, you know, he's more comfortable in Winnipeg, even though you can't get to that city via airplane, which still blows my mind that there is an NHL team in a city that you cannot get to via airplane. <laughs> so but yeah, I mean, I expect big things from him. I'm not expecting like a hundred points, but I think he's, you know, he's still young. He's going to grow. So. I, I think one thing that might help Winnipeg here is just a consistent lineup, right? Like Shafley in and out, Wheeler in and out, like all those, you know, Cop and Stasny moving up and down the lot lineup. I think just having a little bit more consistency there uh, would be a big help. Uh, anything else you want to talk about last night? Like, was there anything that stood out to you in particular? Or do you just want to move along? Until McDavid's like $11,000, he's inevitable. Like, it's just going to happen. Like, it was, they were showing us that around Twitter. He has 47 points in his last 18 games. Like, it's, it's underpriced. <laughs> like, he has to be a 10K player. Yeah, he has like, to be the first one. There's like, no choice. Like, I... I and the thing that's surprising, like, obviously, I don't expect him to be 10K today, you know, back to back on the road going into Vegas. But I do wonder if we don't get there eventually, because like you said, he's averaging like two and a half points over the last quarter of a season. Uh, nearly 30, like he's averaging almost 30 fantasy points per game so far this season alone. Yeah. You can't just leave him at like 9,200 or something yeah. like that. It was a 10 game slate. He was 31% owned. <laughs> You have to get him to a point where like people have to make a decision. Like you can't fit in McDavid and McKinnon together. You're going to have to make a choice, like either play, you know, McDavid with Wayne Simmons or, you know, like actually get competent players in your lineup. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Wayne. It's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying here, but yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, he has to come up. He has to be 10K. Leon Dreisaitl has to be north of nine. Like that two-man duo has got to cost you 40% of your money. It's just getting out of control because <laughs> these guys are putting up 50 points a night. 30, 30% on 11 gamer. Like you have to get him to a price where like you have to make a choice. Like he's going to be like nine, 10% on a 
10, 11 game slate. Because you imagine if this was like a six game slate, he'd be 70% owned and he'd just ruin a slate. So exactly. I mean, even on this four gamer, I know he's on the road, but I still think he's going to be probably the highest owned player on the slate. Well, maybe Matthews, I guess. Oh, yeah. Matthews is underpriced tonight. But like these like players, you have to actually make it where you have to make a decision. Like last night, it's like, boop, McDavid, and you can still fill fill out your lineup. Right. And especially where it, it seems like they're underpricing. Like we found some defensemen getting down to like 25, 2800. There's been a lot of punt defensemen that have been able to come through. So I'm with you, man. Like McDavid has to be north of 10K, dry sidle north of nine. Maybe we'll get there eventually. Uh, it shouldn't take too long if they keep going like this. All right. Last team I want to talk about real quick is Chicago. Uh, oh my God, man. They're, they might not look worse than Montreal, but it's pretty close. Like, Vancouver went into Chicago last night and basically after the first period, I, I think just kind of ran the show and I don't think very much of Vancouver. I think Vancouver is a bubble playoff team at best that I think that I think last night's game spoke a lot more about the quality of Chicago's team than the quality of Vancouver's team because Chicago's just looked terrible. Yeah. And I don't want to assume things, but like Marc-Andre Fleury needs to make it look like he's just not there for a paycheck. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like he's just going through the motions. Yeah, it's a new city for him, but, like, he could have retired. You know what I mean? If he didn't want to play. I, I feel like he didn't want to play and someone convinced him to do it and he's just not happy. So, like, I listen, that's that that's just my view on it. It could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's, you know. But he looks like he's going through the motions and, holy cow, they are – atrocious defensively Seth Jones that contract is going to age like you know a whiskey distilled in a 200 year old boot like it's just going to be <laughs> atrocious <laughs> and and you'd say all that about Seth Jones and Marc-Andre Fleury and they're the lowest scoring team at five on five yeah. 0.76 goals per 60 minutes and they have the lowest expected goals so it's not like they're getting just I mean they are getting unlucky to a degree but they're not just getting supremely unlucky they're not generating anything I like, I don't know what's like, I, I didn't think Chicago would be very good this year, but I didn't think they'd be like lottery team bad. They look lottery team bad. All right. Uh, that's probably going to do it for talking about yesterday's slate. As always, like if you guys have any questions about any slate or anything that happens on a night, uh, hit us up in the discord, hit us up here in YouTube chat. Uh, we'll be uh, more than happy uh, to answer your questions. If you, and while you guys are here, if you're not already subscribed to the channel, it's the perfect time to do so. Uh, we have you covered for every DFS sport, daily streams for NFL, MLB, NBA, uh, NHL, PGA, college football. We got it all here for you. I mean, we have a bunch of shows coming up later. Uh, we'll talk about them, but we've got NFL covered. We've got NBA covered. We've got everything. So subscribing to the channel is the number way you can help out and it doesn't cost you a thing. So just go on down and click that subscribe button. Um, one last thing I want to ask you before we jump into the first game, and it was a good question that I think uh, somebody brought up in Discord yesterday. And I'm going to ask you because, you know, I typically, I, I'll play probably play one lineup tonight, but I usually play about 20. How, how does your strategy change between single entry and three max? Like when you three max, like on a slate like tonight, would you just take like Toronto one and then put like three different secondary stacks? Or do you take like Toronto one and Dallas two and then maybe mix and match a couple defensemen? Like how would you approach that? It's, it's very slate dependent because, um, you know, single entry, I, someone asked me about single entry. I said, you know, if you play your guys, like try not to worry about ownership, especially if you're not in single entry, like building cookie cutter lineups as it is, like, it's not the best strategy. If you want to like one off a guy, it's fine. So if you're not making a cookie cutter lineup, you know, a four, three, one, 
don't worry about ownership. Like, just play your guys. But in three max is very slate dependent. Like tonight, there's Matthews, there's McDavid, there's Bergeron. Like there's Boston one, there's Toronto one, there's Toronto two, there's Edmonton, there's Vegas. So like for me on this slate, I think I would take a stand, right? I don't want to, because most of these top lines are coming in at like 20, 25%. In three max, I think I would go all in on my favorite play and fade the other guys because if they bust you're just going to be ahead of the field so i think i would find the line that i really want to play plug them into at least two maybe even all three and then you know fill them in with different values around them yeah that's something i've typically done with three max as well is like just for example tonight like i'll take toronto one and then i'll mix in like los angeles two uh dallas three and maybe like buffalo two like i would have those three lines in three different lines with with toronto and that's that's probably the way i approach it um you know if anybody else has found success with a different approach to three max obviously uh just let us know but i've i've found like like you you said yesterday on the show with jake i caught part of it you want to give yourself as many kicks as they can when you have the right lineup right like last night if you had uh, some mix of Carolina and Edmonton. You want five or six different Edmonton and Carolina lineups with different defensemen, different goalies, whatever, so that when Edmonton and Carolina both go off, you give yourself as many kicks as I can. So it's the same thing. I think I, I apply that with, that with three max. Like I'll probably take like like tonight for example again like Edmonton one plus Morgan Riley or or plus Jake Muzzin or something like that, and then I'll mix in three or four guys, uh, different guys in different lineups, so that if that Toronto one line plus Riley or whatever does explode. I have as many kicks as the can at, at getting first place with my, with all three of my lineups. So that's kind of the way I approach things as well. All right. Enough for the strategy talk. We do have to get into these games and let's talk about the, those Toronto Maple Leafs. First game of the night is the San Jose Sharks with a two and a half implied goal total going into Toronto. The Leafs have a 3.6 implied goal total. It is the biggest total on the slate and our ownership reflects it. I don't know if we've had a run Real recently, when I was looking at top stacks earlier today, uh, Toronto's ownership was absolutely through the roof uh, at about, you know, one out of every three lineups is expected to have uh, Toronto one in it. So you just talked about all that ownership and how we're going to have to navigate it. Um, Obviously, there's going to be a lot of ownership on Toronto here tonight. So what do you like from Toronto? How do you navigate that ownership? And then what do you like from the San Jose side? Yeah, I mean, San Jose back to back on the road on a short slate going into Toronto. Not ideal. Um, yeah, the Couture Meyer Dolan line has looked actually pretty good so far this season, but they're going to get the Matthews matchup. Matthews with Marner, just look at their, their numbers together. It's For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. It's ridiculous. They can have a vessel like Nick Ritchie up there, and the numbers don't really fall off too much. Um, you know, for the Couture line going into that matchup, it's you know it's tough for me to play them. But if you are MMEing, you know, twenty to one fifty, fully correlated on the power play, Michael Hutchinson and that. You know, the Leafs aren't world beaters defensively. I think he can have some, but they're not, they're certainly not going to be a priority for me at that price. I mean, they're coming in around 5%. So it won't, if you're making 20, you know, putting them into a 20 gets you double the field. So 
uh, something that you can think about, but I, I really don't like going into the Matthews matchup. Um, you know, Matthews is underpriced. He's 8,500. McDavid last night was what, 9,500. And he was still 30% on a 10 gamer. Like Matthews at 8,500 on a four gamers coming in right now, at 38% in our latest model. I would be shocked if he's below 45%, like he's probably going to say about 50%. Yeah. yeah. He's going to push 50%. So I will say the one thing that you have to be careful of in GPPs is one offing Matthews, especially when he's going to be 50%, because if he has a big game, Mitchell Marner or John Tavares or Willie Nylander or Morgan Riley, they're going to come with him. So like, make sure you have your, one of their line mates with them on the power player at even strength because one offing Matthews and he gets a hat trick. Good for you. You and half the field got the Matthews hat trick. So you still have to beat out everyone else. And chance Sarf gets a hat trick. Mitchell Marner is going to get the three-point bonus with the assist. So try to avoid if you can, you know, one offing Matthews and GPPs. But listen, we were talking about it earlier. Mitch Marner also underpriced. He should be up, you know, seven like for him. Okay. When he's with Matthews, he should be up close to 8K. When Matthews is out, 6,900 is probably a nice price. So listen, Matthews, Marner, you, you want to add in a second center, you want to put in Tavares, you want to put in Nylander. I think you can do any sort of power play stack to get different. You want to leave in Nick Ritchie, that's fine. He's 3,300, but, you know, 25% Nick Ritchie is, a, is, a, is an interesting one for me. So I think I would prefer to go, you know, something like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, something like that. Uh, if you want to full stack that second line going into the hurdle matchup, uh, I really like that line as well. I'm a big Michael Bunting fan. I wish he did not go to Toronto. I understand he's from Toronto, but he is a very good player. Bunting Tavares, Nylander is a very good line. They get, uh, you know, they don't get the Couture matchup too often. So that is very good as well. Um, you know, one thing we do talk about, and you don't have to go crazy on this thing here, but in a high total, the highest total, in a high ownership game, you go down to the, you know, the third line on that team. There's almost no ownership on the third line. Yeah, they're not, they don't have like great name value. They don't have power play time, but they're going to get the bottom six of the Sharks who are already pretty poor defensively. Kerfoot, Kampf, Kasha, they're super cheap. It allows you to do anything you want, really. You can power play stack Edmonton. You can get Vegas. You can get Boston. I'm not saying full stack it, but you can two-man like a Kerfoot and uh, Kasha. It's super cheap. It's 6,200 for the two of them. They're coming in under 1%. It's a 3.6 total. So, like, even if, like, say, you know, the Matthews line you know, goes crazy in the first half of the game and it's 4 nothing going to the third, Kerfoot, Kasha are probably going to see some time on ice in the – in the more time on ice than usual in the third period. So they might get, you know, 16, 17 minutes instead of the normal 13, 14. So it's a good way to get different in a high ownership game in a high total. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought up that third line. Cause I think that's probably a good spot to onslaught too. Right. Yeah. Um, one thing we talk about, I don't think we've talked about it a ton so far this year. Uh, it, it's actually named after Mr. Joshua Harris here. It's called Josh stacking over on DraftKings. Uh, you might hear it called onslaught stacking as well. Um, it's basically just six man stacking from the same team on DraftKings. Obviously you can't do it on FanDuel. You can only have four players from the same team, but on DraftKings, you can have up to six. So like, maybe you do want to use Matthews and Marner and you're worried that, you know, they're going to come in at 25, 30%. Maybe use Matthews, Marner, Riley, and then sneak in Kasha and Kerfoot or something like that. Right. And then, you know, if Toronto does win this game six, one or something like that, 
you are you probably have a good shot at, at first place because it's you know it's a four game slate. There aren't a ton of high scoring teams other than Edmonton on you know elsewhere on this slate. So um, something like that can work very easily. I'm glad you brought up Michael Bunting because that's actually something I wrote down in my notes. And it's, it's something that we talked about a little bit last year for people that might have been, uh, you know, subscribers or watchers last year. We talked about line combinations and how players fit together, right? When I look at the line combinations from last year, Tavares and Nylander played a lot with Kerfoot and Mikheyev. Those guys aren't goal scorers, right? Like Kerfoot and Mikheyev, those, go, those are the guys that I want on the third line. You know, maybe they could chip in some goals, but, I, you know, um, you know, 55% expected goal share, not going to get caved in defensively. Those are the guys, you know, that's probably why Kerfoot's down on the third line this year. Um, but if you look at Tavares and Nylander with Kerfoot, their goal scoring was terrible. If you look at Tavares and Nylander with Mikheyev, the goal scoring is terrible. But if you look at Tavares and Nylander when, when they play with Galchenyuk, and for all of Galchenyuk's faults, he's a good goal scorer. It's the one thing that he can do. It's what kept him in the NHL until his late 20s. Their goal scoring rate was almost like four goals per 60 minutes which is just absurd. Now the defensive numbers went down, but we don't care. We all, all we care about is the offense. Uh, and that's why I think Michael Bunting is going to make a big difference here. Um, Michael Bunting is probably the best goal scorer that line has seen in three years, like with regularity, you know what I mean? So I really like that Toronto two line. I know they're coming in around 15, 16% and that's high. I do wonder if people just leave off Bunting, you know what I mean? Because people, maybe people go like, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, or something like that. You know what I mean? And just leave bunting off. So, like, I'm not opposed to just three-man stacking Toronto 2 here, even if they come in at 15 to 16%. I really like that line. Their expected goals numbers this year are just through the roof. I mean, all of Toronto's are. Like, somebody brought it up in our Discord chat earlier today. Toronto's on the cusp here, right? Like, we can all feel it. <laughs> like, like, their expected goals numbers are through the roof. Matthews just returned. The lineup's finally healthy. Like, we know these guys are going to explode and explode probably sometime very soon. So um, while I'm not opposed to Toronto one, uh, like I'm with you, I'm just on the ownership. Like I would never just flat stack Toronto one. It'd be like Toronto one plus a Nylander, Toronto one plus, you know, a uh, couple guys on the third line, Toronto one plus Tavares and Nylander. Like I'm not just stacking Toronto one. It's just way, 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 way too chalky for me. So that's where I am on Toronto. I do like that Toronto three call. I, I don't know if I'd stack them outright unless it was in an onslaught, but I do, I do think they've been a very good line this year on the San Jose side. Like the ownership is pretty much in check and they all have good prices, but I don't really like the matchup here. Like it's a tough matchup for them. It's back to back on the road. So I'm out on San Jose two and three. I would go to Couture, Dolan and Meyer uh, for any of my lines. They've looked really good this year. They're coming in around 5% on reasonably priced. So like, you know, if you want to, you can, act, you can reasonably fit in San Jose one with a couple pieces from that Edmonton power play or from the Boston power play or what have you. So uh, yeah, I don't, if you want to get a big different and you want to use one of the secondary lines, that's going to come in at like one fifth, the ownership of Vegas two, uh, San Jose one is definitely one of those lines. Um I like, I like the call on San Jose three getting run over. Their numbers haven't been very good so far this year. Uh, we don't expect like Kevin LeBanc has never been a good defensive player. He was always carried by the likes of hurdle and Couture and Kane and those guys. So uh, the fact, you know, Nick Benino is not the Benino, Benino, Benino of five years ago. So uh, yeah, the fact I could definitely see that Toronto third line running them over. And the fact that they're coming in higher on than Toronto, I'd rather like, 
I would rather play Toronto three than San Jose three tonight. Is that like, oh, yeah. yeah. And like San Jose three is coming in at way higher ownership. Like it, it just makes sense to me. Like Kasha went healthy. I know he's a little banged up, but like his shot volume has just been very good this year and 2,800 in a game where like, he's probably going to see decent minutes because this game could get out of hand. I'd rather play Kasha over Benino or a little bank. I was never a little bank guy. He's a very soft player. He doesn't want, he doesn't like taking hits, curls up, like goes into the fetal position, sucking his thumb on the bench if someone blows on him. So you have such an anti LeBanc bias. Oh, it's I, so crazy. I, uh, this goes back years, battle. man. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe you need to talk to somebody about this. No, I will. I will say I respect what he did. Uh, was it last year or two years ago? Betting on himself, taking a one year, $1 million contract, betting on himself like that. I can respect that. I, I, I just don't like his game. I know he's professional and he's a way better player than I'll ever be on one skate, but like, come on. A little toughness. You're in some pads, boy. <laughs> uh, on the blue line, uh, like I want to talk about Brent Burns real quick. That guy's priced at 6,300. He has the lowest shot rate of his career, like ever. This guy's been in the league since I think like they like he's been in the league almost 20 years. Like I don't want to pay 6,300 for a guy on the road with the lowest shot rate of his career. Like I'm just sorry. So I'm out on Brent Burns. Uh, I'm probably out on Eric Carlson unless I'm stacking with uh, San Jose. I think the only San Jose defenseman I really have any interest in is Mario Ferraro. Uh, on the Toronto side, for me, it's just Morgan Riley if I'm correlating. Anything for you? Yeah, no, I agree with you, Mario Ferraro, 2,700. Uh, he's been playing over 20 minutes a game. He blocked some shots. Uh, Toronto side, I, there's just nothing that I want to play. Morgan Riley, if I'm doing power play stacking, if, you know, I have to. I'm not a huge Morgan Riley guy either, but you know Jake Muzzin on a bigger slate, it would probably be a, a decent play. But 4,400 in no man's land when you have to fit in a bunch of studs, he's probably going to get xed out of a lot of lineups there. Uh, so yeah, Morgan Riley, maybe Rasmussen Dean for power play too, especially if the game gets out of hand, it would be a decent contrarian option. But really, it's Ferraro or Riley for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I'm fine. Like, I genuinely like to play Muzzin because, like you said, he's in no man's land. He's a guy that won't get rostered. People will play Riley or, or they'll dump down to, you know, Hall or, or Sandin or something like that. So, like, if you really want to get different, I don't mind Muzzin. Um, but, like I said, I'm just correlating my Toronto uh, defense with my stacks. Uh, I assume we're not playing 8,200 Hutchinson. Uh, are we playing 7K Aiden Hill? I mean, I, in, G, in cash, absolutely not. But in GPPs, I think uh, if you're using the Sharks or you're trying to fade Toronto, I know that's not how, like, leverage works in the NHL DFS. But, you know, putting in a 7K Aiden Hill, he's going to see massive volume tonight. So if for some reason he doesn't give up 26 goals before the end of the first period, he should be positive and have a very good shot at the saves bonus. That's the thing, right? If he can keep it to three goals or fewer – he could actually, you know, pick up a good night here tonight. Yeah, and and half he, and half the field's going to have a Toronto stack in there. Yeah, so even if he loses, say he gives up three goals on 41 shots, he's going to get that save bonus, have like mid-teens DK points. That's not going to kill you. It's probably actually going to help you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't mind Aiden Hill, um, especially if you're correlating in, and in tournaments. All right, let's move it along. So, to celebrate the start of the NBC, NBA season, we have a special tip-off deal, which grants all new Osmo Plus members 50% off their first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Just use the promo code CURRY at checkout. That's C-U-R-R-Y, all capital letters, at the checkout. 
The link in the description below will take you directly to the checkout page. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com for every sport, including NHL, and you'll get player projections, ownership projections, our popular NBA boom and bust tool, lineup builders, and a whole lot more. This offer is valid through Monday, October 25th, so hurry up and lock in this deal to start your Osmo Plus membership for only $15. I mean, like really, it doesn't get a whole lot better. If you really want to dip your toes and, and give yourself uh, a, a, an actual chance uh, to succeed, if you're not, you know, putting in hours and hours and hours of work on your own every day, uh, this is just an incredible uh, just an incredible deal. So Curry at the checkout, all capital letters. And if you want to check out what tools we have before you invest any of your money in this company, we have some free tools up on the site like we usually do. We have our NHL top stacks. We have our NFL week seven player rankings. We have our NBA ownership rankings for tonight. And we also have our UFC pro plays. So if you want to check out some of the stuff we have on the site before uh, you uh, use that uh, Curry promo, go ahead, check out our NHL top stacks or NFL, NBA, or UFC stuff. We do have free tools up on the site today. All right, moving along the next game, Boston, 3.2 implied goal total. Going into Buffalo, 2.4 implied goal total. Oh, buddy, this game is a lot more interesting than we would have ever thought 10 days ago, right? Uh, Buffalo has looked good to start the season. Like you have to give it any team that starts three, and know, and scores 12 go- and only allows four goals in three games. You kind of have to give it to them to start the season, especially where I think even at the best of times, we might've thought at this team in the bottom five or six this year, Buffalo is three, and know, Boston's one and one. The one thing I want to mention about Buffalo here, I know people, I, I don't want to rain on Buffalo's parade here. I think Granado's a good coach. There are young players there that I like. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But they've played Montreal, Arizona, and Vancouver, okay? And knowing what we know now about those three teams, they might be three lottery teams by the end of the season. It's not exactly a murderer's row for the Sabres. Now, coming up for Buffalo in their next 10 games, they have Boston, New Jersey, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, Washington, and Edmonton. That's going to be a little bit better of a gauge of how good Buffalo is. But they do have Boston in town tonight. Uh, Boston won. I noticed their price has come down from the start of the season. They are over 23K. Uh, now they're down to 21,600 over on DraftKings. The price has come down, but they are on the road. Uh, on the flip side, lots of cheap Buffalo options. Um, and we are looking for cheap options on a slate where we have Matthews Tavares, Bergeron, Pasternak, uh, McDavid, and Dreisaitl. So uh, is there anything on the Buffalo side you like? And what do you think about Boston tonight? Yeah, I mean, 
Buffalo's PDO is like higher than my weight right now. So like <laughs> they're going to come back crashing on earth and it starts tonight when Linus Olmark rumbles out of the tunnel, like Vince McMahon, you know, <laughs> it's a big narrative street for Linus Olmark. I really like him tonight. Uh, Buffalo, phew, like top line of Jeff Skinner, Dylan Cousins, Vinny Hinestroso. Like what are, what are we doing there? Like Tage Thompson has looked good. Victor Olsen's looked good. I, eight nine percent in a 2.4 total like <laughs> like hit the road big boy like i just I, <laughs> like like and i saw someone mention kyle Some they had to be joking they said kyle okposo season tonight like it's not it's not 2001 like, like i can't like buffalo or boston's a good deep team like they their top nine is legit um I, like, I guess I understand why, you know, Tage Thompson and Olsen have that ownership because they've been good, but like Boston's a legitimate team. They're not the Canadians. This is a Boston team. This is a Boston game for me. Patrice Bergeron, 6,500 is too cheap. Yeah. Their ownership's like 20, 24% on the road. And, but you know, Craig Anderson and that there's not a line that on Buffalo that goes, well, you know, they're going to slow them down tonight. So I really do like Boston one tonight. Like I like full stacking them better than any full stack that I can do for the Leafs. They're an elite line. You don't leave their guys off. You don't leave Marshan off when you're stacking GPP Boston one. So I, I really like Boston one tonight. Boston's second line I, I like as well. Their power play time is a bit wonky. Um, you know, Charlie Coyle's not on the power play. Craig Smith power play two. Second power play unit doesn't see too much time. But, you know, Taylor Hall, 5,300, their ownership's in check. Like, their ownership, 5 6%. I'd rather play them probably 90 out of 100 times that ownership than Tage Thompson and Victor Olsen at around the, the same ownership. So I do like the Boston second line. And also the Boston third line, you don't have to full stack it. But you could do like a Hall of DeBrusque, two-man, 6,800 for the two of them to get in your power play stacks for another team. And again, it's a high total on the road. Uh, it's a low ownership in a high total game. It's something that you can do to get different. Um, Buffalo, I get it. Like, I get the Tage Thompson appeal. I just, I just can't do it at the ownership. I was wondering what was going on. Because when I ran my numbers this morning, Buffalo 2 came out as the, as the best value second line in my numbers, my personal numbers, I just, I was like, how is this possible? Because I knew Vegas 2 and Toronto 2 and all those lines were on the slate. Um, but they did come out as a good value for me. Now, I want to say that is matchup independent. That would be if they were just playing a neutral NHL team. If every team was playing a neutral NHL team, all, you know, all things being equal, I would have Buffalo 1 as the best second line value on the slate tonight. But all things aren't equal. They're playing probably the best defensive team in hockey right now. Um, that's why, like like you said, anywhere is like 8 to 10% on a line. Even if I have them as a good value against that Boston line, it, it's just brutal. Like that Boston second line has 1.4 expected goals against for 60 minutes. Like that that's like Dallas three numbers. Those are, it's just bonkers. So like, I don't have a ton of interest in Buffalo here tonight. And it's not to say that I don't want to play the Sabres. I just like if Buffalo was at home to basically one of 27 other teams tonight, I would be playing the Sabres. I just think Boston is just one of those matchups. That's absolutely brutal. I mean, 
uh, revenge narrative Linus Allmark anybody? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, like, Boston's looked great defensively this year. Their numbers uh, their numbers look fine. They've looked fine on the ice when I've watched them, even though they've only played a couple games. So, yeah, like, I'm pretty much out on Buffalo. Like, if you want to use, like, a Jacob Bryson on the blue line, we'll talk about defensemen later. But, like, I just don't have any interest in the forwards. I don't know how – I don't know how it, one of these lines goes out and scores three goals up against the Bergeron line tonight. You know what I mean? Like, it – I like, I just can't do it. And then on the Boston side, I want to talk about Boston because we have to talk about their power play. Their power play is atrocious. And I don't say that lightly. I was looking at some of their numbers from the start of last season, the 2021 shortened season to now their goals for are 5.4 per 60 minutes on the power play over from 2018 to 2020. It was 10.8. They've literally cut their goal scoring rate on the power play in half over their last 60 games or whatever. It's not a small sample anymore. We're talking 60 games, 5.4 goals per 60 minutes on the power play over the span of an entire season would give them one of the worst power plays in the league. So like while this line, like they're still, they were still one of the best lines in scoring at five on five last year. And maybe Buffalo won't have a very good penalty kill. And you know, that would be a reason to use Boston tonight. But, like, if Boston's going to be neck and neck in ownership for the most owned line tonight, and they're probably going to ice what might be a very bad – like, we have to consider this could be a bad power play. Like, I want people to forget the names for a minute and just look at the numbers. The numbers have declined. And it's not just complete luck, right? Like, their expected goals has fallen from, like, 8.6 to, like, 6.4. Like, their expected goals has fallen by 25% as well. I think there's some red flags here for Boston. And when you have them on a slate where they're going to be relatively the same ownership as a Toronto one team with a higher implied goal total at home. Like, I think I'd rather play Toronto than Boston here tonight. So I'm out on Toronto one, Toronto or Boston one, Boston two. I like Boston two. I like a lot. One is their price two because Craig Smith and Taylor Hall have just been dynamite since they've been put together last year. I don't care if Charlie Coyle is their center. I don't care if Eric Hall is their center. I don't care who their center is. They've just been dynamite together. So. I like Boston too as a secondary stack, as a you know to try to get away from the super chalk Vegas two or something like that. So that's where I am on this game. Uh, on the blue line, Robert Hag stood out to me. Uh, he's been blocking some shots, uh, getting you know 19, 20 minutes. Probably should be some good shot blocking opportunities here. What do you see on the blue line? Yeah, I mean, I agree with uh, Hag. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, if you're doing Boston one, makes sense. But you just you know put me in a bad mood talking about Boston. <laughs> but Well, yeah. I, and Hey, I just want to cut you off. Cause there's a good point brought up in chat. Is it just Tori Krug missing? Is that, it, could it be that simple? Cause everything fell apart as soon as he left. Wait, Jake earmuffs. Taylor Hall is not a good finisher. <laughs> he so much for that race. Volume, but come on, the numbers are there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But yeah, Charlie McAvoy, Charlie McAvoy, you know, if you're using Boston one, um, I know Grizzlock is a fan favorite if you want to use him. I prefer Mike Riley to Grizzlock. Um, yeah, on the Boston side, like, uh, hey, yeah, 2,600. If, if you're really, if you're really dumpster diving, he's a guy that I do like. That's really about it. You know, people are going to go to Bill the Butcher at 2,900, but I don't know. I'm not itching to play Sabres tonight. Yeah, me neither. 
Uh, I don't know about the goalies either. Like Craig Anderson, I, I know he's had a couple good games. I don't have a lot of confidence in him. Linus Allmark, I guess if you're if you're game stack or if you're stacking Boston, but even 8100 on the road. Yeah, it's a bit pricey. I think you know if the Kings confirm our boy Cal Peterson, there's going to be a lot of ownership there. But Allmark, yeah. It, Here, let a- me let me ask you this instead: Would you rather play Aiden Hill or would you rather play Craig Anderson? Aiden Hill. Okay. One ownership, two Craig Anderson, three Craig Anderson, four Craig Anderson's age, five Buffalo Sabers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Alec Martinez is going to be out. We're going to talk about Vegas uh, a little bit later. Thanks for throwing that in chat there, Vots. Uh, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Remember, we just talked about how you could get half off. Well, here's how you get whole off. Is that a term? Whole off? I don't know. It is. Anyways. Not- to qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, email support at osmo.com, and we'll get you set up. You can also claim a free $10, uh, which can be used uh, in any Yahoo contest. So if you want to get started, you know, Yahoo is a great place to get started. The Sharks aren't there. Prize pools are lower, but you won't be playing with, against all the Sharks. You get a free month of Osmo Plus. All you have to do is be a new user to Yahoo uh, through the link below. Uh, sign up, deposit, and play. Uh, 12% management fees was a note that was passed to me on Yahoo. That is nice because it's 15 16% for a lot of the lower dollar stuff over on DraftKings and FanDuel. And you might not think that 4% makes a difference, but buddy, when you play DFS for years on end, that 4% can make a very big difference between winning and losing in a season. So uh, yeah, if you want to get a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum, uh, check out Yahoo Fantasy if you haven't already. All right, moving along. Los Angeles Kings, 2.4 implied goal total. Going into Dallas, Dallas 3.0 implied goal total. Uh, If anybody hasn't seen the Dallas lines, uh, just picture that Jimmy Butler meme where he's like crumpling the paper real slow and then just throws it up in the air. Cause that's exactly what these Dallas stars did. Uh, Luke Lendenning is playing with uh, Tyler Sagan, I guess. And then <laughs> Joe Pavelski is on what's presumably the fourth line. I have no idea what they're doing with these lines. Uh, we're going to give you, I'll actually, I'll give you guys the actual lines here. They're doing Radulov hints, Peterson, uh, Sagan is on the top line, uh, as I mentioned, uh, with Luke Lindening and Joel Kivaranta, Pavelski, uh, Faxa, Raffle, and then Jamie Ben, Dennis Gurianov, uh, and Tanner Kiro. <sighs> help me. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You go ahead, whatever. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> my Kings are going to the playoffs, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. All right. I I literally don't know what to do with the stars tonight because like okay yeah Radic Fasca is a good shutdown center but he's got dinosaurs on his left and right wing so like I want to use the Kopitar line but you look at their prices and it's just like it's out of bounds for me like Kopitar seventy nine hundred way too expensive for me he's fourteen hundred more than Patrice Bergeron tonight and he's on the road I don't know, Dustin Brown five thousand. That line is over 18,000 to full stack. And it's just like, yeah, ownership is low. So yeah, it's a little contrarian and Brayden Holpe's in that. So maybe I'd have a little bit, but like, it just feels weird plugging them in. So if, if you're making a bunch of lineups, 
I definitely have some some Kings one. Yeah, LA Kings playoffs plus two eighty. Come at me. Their division's so bad. Their division's so bad. We're cashing it. But anyway, um, I really like this Kings second line tonight. I don't know who they're getting because I subscribe to Quick Park. Our boy Gnarly Rads. Do- I'm just so tilted with the stars. I can't even talk. Our boy Quick Party. He does line matching, and it's a it's a great thing to have in with your Osmo membership. Like on top of it like if you want to subscribe you can dm me you can dm cliff you can dm him on twitter uh it shows you know all the line matching but it's frozen for me right now so i don't know who the the, the line matching in this game is and well, maybe we- what's 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 going to be pretty certain is that that fact i assume the faxa line is going to go out against kopitar because faxa always takes the defensive matchups at home so you should see faxa against kopitar and then as for the rest uh, good luck yeah, because like, okay, like Tyler Sagan lost a step with Luke Glendening. Like, that just cannot be a good defensive line. Like, so anyway, I, I do like the Kings second line tonight. They forward correlate on power play too. Alex, I follow Philip Deneau, Adrian Kempe. They're very cheap. Their ownership is 1%. They're, they're a line that I'm looking to use when I'm trying to get something really expensive in, and I don't mind full stacking them. I'm a I know people like hate on Philip Deneau in DFS because he doesn't shoot, doesn't do this, but like I really like him as a player. It's a huge loss for the Canadians. It's another reason why they're absolutely in the dumpster defensively. Um, at one percent, I really like this line. Uh, they're they're going to avoid Fasca. It doesn't really matter, you know, who they get on the Dallas side. So I, I like the Kings second line, and you know, whew, on the Dallas star side, I think. You know, if, if you're going to tell me that, you know, Rupe Hintz and Radulov are going to go out against the bottom six of the Kings, I think that is the line where I go. But like you see their ownership 20%. Like, I just can't do it. So, yeah, I'd move down to Jamie, Ben, Dennis, Gurionov, two man, because they're cheaper. But you see the ownership there, eight, nine percent. Like, this is a slate where, like, I want to use stars. But with all these line matchup or the, the line changes and possibly, you know, the coach is going to be like, I don't know why I did this and just go back to the way it was. I'm kind of out on the stars tonight. There's just nothing that I, I'm that like super appeals to me. The Kings, yeah, low total, but Kings two. This game just gave me a headache. That's why, like, I like that Kings two call because I think we can feel fairly safe that unless you know, unless Dallas blows the doors off, the Kings are going to leave their lines together most likely, right? Like Dallas could completely blow up every line combination five minutes into the game. And it, like, that's almost certainly what's going to like Luke Glendening is on the first line, but like, if that guy plays 19 minutes tonight, Rick bonus doesn't have a job tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Like he shouldn't so have like, a job for putting him on the top line right now. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like you want to say, Oh, well the best players are going to get all the ice time. Rupe Hintz is playing 1330 at night. He's lost five minutes a game from last year. That's the hard part about playing Dallas here tonight, right? Like Dennis Gurianov, 12 and a half minutes. Rope Hintz, 13 and a half minutes. Joe Pavelski, under 16 minutes. They're playing, you know, Sagan and, and Radulov and Ben and all those guys a ton, but they're getting caved in. So it's not helping them. It's just making them worse. Like, so like, I don't, we have no idea what's going to happen with Dallas here tonight. The one thing, the one stack that I am leaning towards is Ben Gurianov. I know you don't like the ownership on them. I don't like the ownership on them either, uh, but I do like them as a duo. They were pretty good together last year and they do play the power play together. So even if they get broken up, 
uh, maybe they still stay yeah. on the same power play unit, they right? Avoid Kopitar. Yeah. They got to avoid to know too, because he's a good defensive center, but if they get, you know, Velarde or, you know, Blake Lazat, like they should have a positive matchup there. Yeah. So that's why, like, that's my point in favor for Ben and Gurianov. Those are the only two I'm really looking towards because for now they're on the same line. We have a history of them playing well together. Uh, and they're, at, you know, if they change up a five on five, they're probably still going to stay at least on the same power play unit. So there's still some correlation, but yeah, that's the only thing I'm really looking at on Dallas is, is Gurianov. Uh, and Jamie Ben and on the King side, I'm with you. I never play top lines going into Dallas because they get that fax of matchup and it's just a terrible matchup. Uh, so I'm out on Kings one. I wouldn't even play him like in like, I'm not playing Kings one over Boston, Toronto and Edmonton tonight, even to be contrarian. I just yeah. don't see uh, the logical point of doing that. So yeah, out on Kings one, I do like Kings two. Like, like if you want, you know, instead of Boston two or Vegas two or something like that, if you want to get really, really contrarian, I do like uh, Los Angeles too, uh, as a little stack here tonight. But it, like, like you said, the ownership's going to be there on Dallas. They're at home with a three implied goal total, and they're all super cheap. So, like, unless unless you, I think the way to get contrarian with Dallas might be to actually full stack a line <laughs> because I think a lot of people are going to be in the same boat. They're just going to be like, you know, Hinton Radulov or Ben and Gurianov or whatever. And they're not going to roster Kiro. They're not going to roster Raffle. They're not going to roster those guys. So I think the way to got contrary with Dallas is just stacking lines. They're, they're not going to stack Raffle. Like, why? Why would we stack Raffle? But like, those, that three man is going to come in. If you do full stack them, they're going to be like 0.69%. So, like, yeah, you might. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm not recommending doing that. Like I said, I'm still just going to two man Gurianov and Ben. I've already made my lineup, but like, I think that is a way to get different here. Uh, on the blue line, SLNDL was up to 24 minutes in their last game. Obviously, he's in play. Uh, Ryan Suter, I think, you know, power play minutes under 4K is still fine. Uh, anybody else sticking out to you? Not really. And even on the King side, there's not much there. Edler's in no man's land. Sean Walker's 4K. Like, I think, you know, on the Dallas side, Lindell makes sense for using Dallas. But other than that, I'm going to look elsewhere for defensemen tonight. Uh, at least Mikey Anderson's not popping for me anymore because he's down to 19 minutes a night, not playing 21 or 22. Yeah. Oh, Mikey Anderson, empty minutes, dot gif. The most useless minutes you'll ever see in fantasy. All right. Uh, Ever wondered how you can become part of the Osmo Hall of Fame, Josh? Oh, I, I tagged him last night. I finished first in a, in a double up. I didn't realize I had a tag. And it was like 1 a.m. I was like, oh, I just woke someone up. Sorry. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, you can join the Osmo Hall of Fame. Uh, you just have to download uh, the Osmo avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar. Place in the top three of a contest. With over 5,000 contestants, tweet the wins to the Osmo Hoff Twitter account, and you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, you'll see the screenshots coming up here uh, on the team. Uh, you see Ryan here uh, with a $500 uh, single entry. Uh, first place so far in the NBA. I noticed the NBA players are off to a real hot start so far this season. I, like I noticed, yeah, I noticed the, when the, the NBA screenshots in the morning, like they're just, they just come at you. It's, it's one after, like, it fills my feet. Like it feels like somebody like just doing uh, game lines from the night before. And then, you, you know, <laughs> and then there's another, there's the guy we have up on the screen right now is somebody that 
sent in the screenshot. He won $161,000 the opening night on NBA. And he sent in the screenshot for the 5k he won in first place and not the hundred K he won <laughs> in a different contest. And like, Hey man, props to you. You just took down $160,000. I just laughed that you, it was a screenshot of the 5k and not the hundred K, but man, uh, gotta feel good to take down a hundred thousand dollars. Those basketball guys have absolutely been crushing it uh, so far this season. So yeah, if you want to get in the Osmo Hall of Fame, uh, download the Osmo.com avatar, place top three in a contest with over five thousand contestants. T- tweet the wins to the Osmo Hop account, and you have a chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. No, you can only win one month per calendar year no you can't just keep winning osmo month uh osmo plus platinum even if we keep you help you winning every single night uh while everybody is still here if you could just throw a like and subscribe especially subscriptions uh before we finish up uh really helps uh grow this channel uh just want to note we have uh some shows coming up we have the yahoo nfl sunday pick show with uh, Eric and Adam coming up after us. And then after that, the college football prize pick show with Jordan and Matt. And then we have back-to-back NBA shows, a deeper dive with Lafayette and Adam, and then live before lock right after that. So lots of NBA stuff and lots of football stuff coming up. All right. We got a few minutes. We got five minutes to get through this last game. And it's a very interesting one. Edmonton Oilers 3.0 implied goal total going into Vegas. Vegas has a 3.4 implied goal total. Um, the ownership has started to come up uh, through the day as we've done more and more runs. Uh, but of all the big lines, uh, Toronto one, Boston one, Edmonton one, we have Edmonton one is coming in at much lower ownership than the rest of them. Uh, I always say anytime McDavid is going to be under owned, he's a must play. I don't care about the matchup. That's kind of where, how I'm approaching this. How are you approaching this game, Josh? Well, it's the same for me. And it's not like it's the normal Vegas matchup. It, you know, Stone's out, Pacioretty's out. So they're going to see the Carlson line. And yeah, the Carlson line's a nice line, but they're not a very good shutdown line. Vegas as a whole hasn't been great defensively. And it's not a small sample. Someone shared it in chat Discord this morning, actually. It was that chart, you know, their defensive numbers have not been great. If McDavid. Uh, yeah, it was me, man. Come on. Was it you? Yeah. It's usually you. <laughs> What I just what what it was is since the middle of last season, Vegas has been bottom ten in the league by expected goals against and mid pack by goals against at five on five. So they haven't been the elite defensive team they weren't a couple of years before that. Yeah, uh, sorry, would give you credit, but I you know that's that was hours ago. That's like years. <laughs> the burning of Rome, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, McDavid currently thirteen point four percent. That's probably going to come up to around twenty, but like. Yeah, it's back-to-back on the road, but he's 9,200. He's cheaper than he was yesterday. His line mates are more affordable now that dry is on the second line with Hyman and Pugliarvi. And those guys aren't slouches. Like It's still a good line. It's still McDavid. So, yeah, I, I really do, <laughs> unfortunately, like love Connor McDavid tonight, and I think you should play him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I like them. If you don't want to do Pooley RV, you put Ryan Nugent Hopkins with them. Or, you know, I, I don't think you have to play dry style tonight at 8,300. I think, you know, you want to go 2C with Nugent Hopkins at 4,700. You can do that. You want a full stack. Edmonton one, I think that's perfectly fine. Hyman at 4,800 top power play at McDavid's wing. You know, that's an elite combo. Where I'm really confused on what to do here is with Vegas. Because Carlson that Carlson line is coming in around 30% and they're going to get the McDavid matchup. Like I'm always off this line anyway, because they're always super cheap and they're always over-owned, but like going into the McDavid matchup, 
I don't care if like it's not the best iteration defensively. It's still McDavid. He's still going to control play. Like I at 30%, I think I'm going to be well under the field or even full fade, you know, uh, Vegas one here. It is a 3.4 total on the road because, you know, Edmonton's terrible defensively and Miko Kaskain is going back to back. I think like, unfortunately, the line like in this game is the third line. Like I don't want to like them, but I do. Evgeny Dadnoff, you know, 2,800 power play two. Nolan Patrick, 2,800 power play two. Ke- my boy Keegan Coleslaw, 2,500. You know, they're almost min price. I'm not saying full stack them and go ham and GBPs and I have like 45% Vegas three, but they're going to they're gonna avoid McDavid. They're going to get depth of Edmonton, which like you can read the lineup builder. There are not any household names down there. It is not good. The thing is, like, Dadnoff is on the back end of his career. Nolan Patrick, uh, you know, the hype train has derailed. Will he come back? I don't know. Keegan uh, Colsar is an okay player. The th- the, the reason I, I like them so much, they get uh, a very good matchup. Edmonton Oilers are bad defensively. They fully correlate on the second power play. It's a 3.4 total at home, and their ownership is 4 or 5%. And they're almost min-priced. So... I think at the ownership on, on Vegas one, I'm just going to be out and that's where I'm going to plant my flag, take a stand because I, I just can't get behind a 32% owned line going into McDavid. So I'm going to have some Vegas three, but I really do like Edmonton one and Edmonton power play tonight. Yeah. For me, it's Edmonton power play. Uh, you know, we talked about De- Vegas's numbers, defensive numbers declining, no stone, pa- stone patch already and tuck were their three best defensive wingers last year. And all of them are going to be out um they saved mcdavid last night mcdavid only played 15 to 16 minutes against arizona they know they have a big game coming up here tonight mcdavid's going to play like 23 minutes uh i think it's a mcdavid night again uh do love edmonton one love that vegas three call i think that's even a decent spot to game stack edmonton one and then vegas three uh is a decent game stacking spot all right uh we got to get out of here i'm going to ask you for your hat trick uh for your hat trick and your goalies real quick uh, the two goalies I like most tonight are uh, Miko, are, uh, sorry, Aiden Hill and Cal Peterson, assuming Peterson starts, and my hat trick pick is Dennis Gurianov. Ooh, that's spicy. I like Allmark if you're using Boston and you can consider him in cash. Just, But I, I prefer to play Cal Peterson tonight. I just worry because it's a later game that they're going to be like, eh, Johnny Quick's going to play, and it's just like, oh, crap. But yeah, if Peterson's in, I like it. And my uh, hat trick pick, I'm going to go a little bit off the board here and go Adrian Kempe. Ooh, Adrian Kempe. I like that off the board pick. All right. That'll do it for us here today. Uh, For Mike, our producer, for Josh Harris, uh, this is Michael Clifford saying stick around for the Yahoo NFL Sunday pick show, but good luck tonight with your NHL. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.